live. We, we almost, are live. We almost just died. Ah, I don't I think mean, you knew that, and I still don't think you know that. But we, we were fine. If anybody looks up the weather for northern central Connecticut on what's uh, today, August twelfth, uh, evening, twenty 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 one, in the year of our calendar. Uh, there was a there was a pretty pretty gnarly storm. Probably the like the gnarliest rainstorm I've ever experienced, having never been in a hurricane or like a full on tropical storm. And it was during our workout. It was not supposed to rain. We did not no. know it was supposed to rain. No. We knew it was supposed to be ninety five degrees. And I was trying to convince you, hey, maybe we shouldn't work out in your hot ass garage tonight. <laughs> uh, and you told me no. So <laughs> so we were, and then it started getting gray, and I was like, ooh, looks like it might rain, and then it started drizzling, and yeah. then it started pouring, and then it started torrentially downpouring. Flash flooding. And I just, I was like, hey, why don't we go for a run, you know? We were talking about how great it is to sometimes just, you know, rip off all your clothes like a yes. caveman and just be out. <laughs> in, a, either, in the summer. Out yeah, in the rain. Out in the summer, in the rain, mostly naked or completely naked. Yes. So I was just like, hey, let's go for a run. Let's run around the street. And we did. And it was incredible. It was very, uh, what's it, like primal and yeah. very, very romantic. I don't I know about know, you, right? but oh, yeah, <laughs> there it was, was some magic going on there. <laughs> uh, we were completely wet. We were giggling like school children. <laughs> we were like whooping and hollering. Uh, both immediately had to take off our glasses because they were just they were useless. Yes, <laughs> they no were point. causing more harm than good. You couldn't see. Yeah, uh, it was really fun. And then before we even got to the bottom of the hill, squish in each of our steps just slosh. I think in the slosh. first eight seconds, it was <laughs> completely sloshed. filled with water. Yeah, completely filled with water. Yeah. <laughs> then we got to the bottom and it was just puddles. Like mm-hmm. we were stepping in like two inch deep puddles. And then rivers on the way up. Yep. Uh, got back up, panted kept doing some like push-ups or whatever felt pretty good about it i took off my shirt and my shorts and rang them out and i swear like two entire cups of water came out yeah um they it was soaked completely soaked. soaked like dunk them in water put them on your body <laughs> soaked. soaked um that was great and then <laughs> the storm kept getting worse <laughs> Uh, Intensifying. Which, yeah, which we literally didn't know it was going to rain. No. <laughs> then this was happening and it was getting worse. Um, then the thunder started and then it went from like wall of water outside to just gray wind. <laughs> like it was yeah. opaque. Yeah. Uh, and then we started to hear some creaking from across the street. Uh, which sounded like a tree falling. So I was very alarmed and I was like, shut the garage doors. You had a garage side door, a garage big door, shut both of them. And then like, as they were shutting, we heard like, like the earth being ripped up from, uh, from underneath us. Uh, and then loud banging and crashing noises, uh, and then branches whipping past the garage door window. (laughs) And your first reaction was... All right, it's your turn to do push-ups now. <laughs> and I was like, we're dying. We're going to die now. Uh, and yeah, big-ass tree landed on the garage that we were in. Yes. And then bounced off and covered both of your cars with yep. branches. That we... Uh, <clears throat> that then I like lifted up my, my phone camera so we could see out the little garage porthole window thing. And that's that's when you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's... Yeah, 
the banging noise, <laughs> like the sound of a tree falling on our heads. You're like, eh, all right, <laughs> we're good. Got to keep going. I learned, so, like, I keep learning more about you. <laughs> <laughs> you never cease to surprise me. And like my my complete image of dubs is still being painted and it's it's beautiful <laughs> what did you learn today then what is what was your big lesson today your girlfriend summed it up pretty nice she said there are some things that bother you so much <laughs> that I, I just don't understand and then a tree falls on the building we're in i don't even think you noticed by a coward and hid in a corner <laughs> under some like shelves and stuff like that uh and you just like kind of looked around you're like huh yeah Cool. All right, your turn. Uh, and just nothing. <laughs> and then, like, to be fair, your thought press is like, what am I going to do? Freak out about the tree that already fell? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, good point. Can't do much. But also, yes, <laughs> that's what I would like to do. Um, yeah, it was it was a wild time. And then the cleanup. And then we, oh, yeah. So we opened the garage door. <laughs> And I just started laughing because as we were opening it, the tree branches were like pressed against it. So trees just kept like whipping into the garage. Into the garage, yeah. Like we were opening it and it was just caving into the garage. Uh, could barely get out. Uh, we had to go around the garage and go, as you so famously sang, <laughs> under the tree. <laughs> uh, that was great. So we had like a little a work song <laughs> as you literally hatcheted this tree off of your cars. And I got to f i had one of the biggest physical like physicality ego boosts of my entire <laughs> life what what was the name of that yellow thing like what would you call that just a strap it was a uh it was just like yeah like just a like, winch strap or it's, something it's, it was basically just it wasn't a ratchet system yeah it was just you know it, it, it's a tow cable yeah a tow cable it's basically, like a, it's basically a tow, flat tow strap it was a tow strap nylon strap with hooks yeah. on each end we would wrap one hook around the tree very much like um the fat dude from jurassic park where he like winched it around the tree uh, yeah. connected to the jeep and then pulled it up <laughs> But I was the Jeep. <laughs> so we winched it around a couple uh, uh, th branches or whatever. And I just bear crawled away from it. And I had a crowbar in my hands. And I was digging the the bent end of the crowbar, crowbar into your yard. And using that to pull me farther. Like I was climbing an ice wall with an ice pick. And I just heard branches snapping behind me. And you're like, you got it, you got it. And I was just like, <laughs> Just the absolute... I th well, how did I put it? Um, the most, uh, what's the word? Like, I I needed to be physically strong in that moment, and it yes. was the strongest utility. It was utility. the most utility strong I've ever felt. <laughs> like, Chris, we need someone really strong right now. And I was like, I got you. I, got I literally, you. I wrapped it around my waist and just pulled it like I was pulling a train car. Yes. It was yes. awesome. Yeah. And you were like, I'm glad you're having so much fun. And I was like, yeah, now that... <laughs> and that's that's a perfect example of what your girlfriend was talking about. A tree fell on the building that we were in. <laughs> the thin, barely, like, insulated building that we were in. And you're like, man, whatever. And I was freaking out. And then it was all over. The rain stopped. It was dry. And now it was time to move the tree. And your cars were fine. They landed on your cars. But it's really just, like, the leaves and the the tips of the branches so it's like time to move it and you got to hatchet shit and i got to pull shit like a bear and you're like i don't i don't, I don't get why he's enjoying this <laughs> it's like this it is, is work like we're I'm, celebrating life right now i'm like i'm, I'm like i'm like 
swinging this hatchet as hard as I can and hack, literally hacking away at, at this tree. Yeah. Climbing through these branches and pushing them out and jumping was, on them to, and helping snap. It was just like... It was awesome. Oh, this is so much work. You got I, to put on your working outside clothes. That's not a good like, thing. It means I had to work. put on some like Carhartt canvas see, pants or so, whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so you... You haven't done it enough times. That's why. Yeah, sure. I've I've done it once. <laughs> okay, so I've done I've done stuff like that for years now. Yeah, and it's just I it sucks. It's work. You know what? Yeah. It's work. It's just, yeah. It's just ugh. It's work. Like this. <laughs> like that's I got, true. Got to go put on the heavy duty pants. <laughs> got to put on the heavy duty jacket. Your neighbor was out, and uh, I didn't I didn't realize he was out until I heard him laugh because you said, "I'm glad you're having so much fun," and I just shrugged at you and said, "Not my car." <laughs> <laughs> I heard him like chortle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, we're past that. That was a. I'm surprised I'm still here because I was mentally done with the workout after that happened i was like i can't i can't do push-ups right now <laughs> yeah I, I, I was just like you got more what are you doing you're just i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done i was like yeah what, what do you mean you're done you got so much more. i did i hit a wall like i couldn't do more of whatever that last thing we were doing the, the pull yourself up the rope the ring thing. pulls the yeah. ring pulls yeah. the ring pulls no you definitely hit some type of mental wall of just i can't focus on this anymore yeah because the world around us exploded yeah so i just I was awestruck and I wanted to experience it. And you're like, oh, you gotta pull yourself up the rope. <laughs> I like, no, I want to go outside. The fireman is here. <laughs> That's the other thing. You were running outside and talking to the police and the yeah. firefighters. I said you were getting a little annoyed with me. You're like, what are you doing? You don't live here. <laughs> Like, I wasn't. I was just. I was just thinking. Like, why? Why is he so eager to talk to people? Like, it's not even his place. Why does he care? I'm glad. It's nice that you did it, but because uh, I don't want to talk to people. It was great. But it was I just. Felt, I felt useful. I also told you, like, when I'm at work and like everything's on fire, that's when I feel the most useful. Because I'm like, all right, how can I help? What can you do? Okay, you're doing this. Okay, hey, by the way, this person, that person's doing this, and blah blah blah. And maybe a lot of it's useless, <laughs> but I feel useful. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was me and all the other white folks on the street just slowly creeping out of the houses like is everything okay it's like after the tornado in wizard of oz and all the people come out and they're like the witch is dead yeah <laughs> that's a very good yeah that's a very good example my my girlfriend texted me because she was driving during that, right and she was right. like that was the worst driving i've ever had i was like oh my god i'm so sorry and she was like how's everything going there and i said great i met a fireman <laughs> Did you really say that? I, I sure did. <laughs> I met a fireman. She said, that's nice. <laughs> Sometimes she's like my caretaker. <laughs> that's nice. That's good, buddy. Mm. I like the policeman that showed up. He was just like, is everybody okay? Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, it's a shit storm everywhere. I gotta go. And he just <laughs> he literally ran went, to his car. Yep. You, you said it well. He squealed up, ran yep. out of his car. Is everyone okay? Is someone under there? And we we're like, nope, all good. Okay, there's like 40 trees down and there's three of us. So yeah. bye. Yeah. And then he just... Like, literally, yeah, literally ran to the car. It's just like, Godspeed, sir. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> just, just took off down the street. And just, ooh. 
That sucks. That's a sucky <laughs> night for him. His night's our night's done. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. His night's not going to be done for a while. Yeah. yeah His yeah. night's going to go for a long time. I said, "Have a nice night," and then I, I was like, mm, "He's not gonna though." Yeah. And I, <laughs> I said, "Stay safe." Yeah. There <laughs> you go. That's said. that's what you say in that yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So now that that one's out of the way, what this is far and away the longest list of stuff we've it's had been a while we're behind we we're are behind, behind. A, a lot of them are your your garbage mind ramblings <laughs> that will never know what they mean <laughs> oh, why don't you pick one of these what do we want to talk about dmb <laughs> oh god not that one so <laughs> i can change i no, no we're already talking about dmb dave matthews band yes i had this i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna go full epiphany but I was listening to some Spotify radio station, uh, or like not radio station, but like some Spotify station of like, yes. here's this summer jams, whatever. Like nine, I was listening to '90s summer jams, and uh, I think it was Ants Marching or some one of his big hits, Two yeah. Step or something like that. And I, it was just on, and like I was too zoned out to notice that. Oops, Dave Matthews Band is on. Gotta skip it. <laughs> I was listening. Because <laughs> you gotta. Jesus. Um, but then, I, well, hold on. Uh, I think you may agree with me, judging by that reaction. I was listening to a little bit, and I was like, wait a second. This song slaps. <laughs> this song I'm listening to is very easy to listen to. And I'm picking up on, like, like, like musicality that I didn't know was there. And it actually does some really interesting things. I think it was Two Step. And I think it was like a live version of Two Step or something like that. And it was just, it was very interesting and it was very fun to listen to. And then I was like, hold on, why is Dave Matthews bad? So I got home and I watched some Dave Matthews band concert videos. And I was like, okay, this seems like a fun show to be at. I think I just alone with that, I get why Dave Matthews band concerts are like such a thing. Like, oh, we're going to see Dave. And we're going to go tailgate uh, before we go see Dave. Um, that person's going to Dave. Are we going to see you at Dave? Like, that's such a thing because it seems like a fun place to be. Yeah. And then I watched an entire ass documentary about the <laughs> Dave Matthews rise to fame. And I was like, okay, this guy's talented. Yes. And I, like, had a, a sudden shift in, like, 24 hours from, like, Dave Matthews band to... Why do people hate the Dave Matthews Band? People hate Dave Matthews Band? Yes. Dave Matthews Band is up there with Creed and Nick. I think people hate the fans of Dave Matthews Band. Am I going to see you at Dave? <laughs> Are you going to Dave? I followed Dave around the country yeah, for the and, summer. Yeah, and they, they still wear seashell necklaces. And they have the, the rain dancer tattoo on their back or something yeah, like that. So, so <laughs> I remember the first time I got introduced to Dave Matthews Band, it was the Crash album. In okay. 1996. Yeah. I know this because my mother gave it to me as a gift. That's great. And she said, I asked the guy at the at the record store what what the youth is listening to today. And he said, this is a really good album. Yeah. And I, because I was such a rebellious punk, said, because of that, I'm not going to listen to this. <laughs> God damn. How old are you at this time? 1996. <laughs> okay. So it's always been like this. <laughs> So I said, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to put it in that pile with the Breaking Bad DVDs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Dave Matthews Band is extremely, like, the band. Yeah. Like, when I say Dave is talented, I wouldn't say just Dave. Yeah. Lead Dave. Yeah. I would say the entire, ba- like, the, what is his name? Carter. 
Capo. The drummer? The drummer is... That's what I was watching. Mind-blowing. He's a um, mind-blowing drummer. I watched the Ants Marching uh, like yep. live thing. Yep. And he does like this really long, fun, like five-minute, just like, let's just fuck around mm-hmm. and pretend we're the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Uh, while, but like, you know, it's Ant Marching. Ants Marching, it's like the intro or whatever. And just watching the drummer and like how like calm and like effortless it he is. He has amazing technique. He's- and his technique and like how effortless he was making it look. And he was just chewing his bubble gum and just looking at Dave and just like taking his, cues. His fills, too, are absurd. It was awesome. Like, I... You, I can't follow what he does. Yeah. <laughs> There's things that he does. Like he does a fill at the end, like don't, 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 don't like, like, yeah. At the very end, they're going back to that theme. Yeah. And it's like, don't. Like, I don't know what drums he hit in what order. Yeah. I have no idea what he's hitting. All I hear is percussion. Yeah. And it's just, holy shit. I think Dave Matthews is great. I think the, so here's the problem with Dave Matthews. The problem with the Dave Matthews aura is the fact that there's this... Dave Matthews is a snapshot. So when I said, like, the seashell mm-hmm, necklace, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it came together, right? Like, just... <laughs> yeah. It just all came together. Nope, I got it. Like, yeah. Dave Matthews, that's there. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. immediately that. They they kind of... Um, they're, they're one of those bands that's not just famous for their musical... Uh, 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 catalog and mm-hmm. their abilities. They're they're famous because they represent a t- a, a period of time. Yeah, you like know, the music is crystallized in this half a decade. Limp Biscuits in this as well. Yeah, <laughs> Creed is in this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, well, Creed also legit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they don't write bad music. It's just mm. it's just it's just standardized music right it's just standard mainstream yeah lowest common denominator yeah Yeah. it's not like mind-blowing music but you have people who are in the in this realm of they define a period of time and when you hear it you go straight back to it right and dave matthews band and this might be a little premature to say because it's only 2021 but i feel like dave matthews band is is in a realm of alanis morissette Okay. They're in a realm of, of um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. They're in a realm of, of uh, 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 like, Ario Speedwagon. They're, okay. They're in a realm where their music will be played over and over again mm. forever. Not just because, oh, that's a nice song. That's a, good, that's a good hit or this or that. It's because, no, this defines a period of time for a generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this music, yep. it defined an entire entire era almost you know yeah. like you hear that and you immediately think of not just the seashell necklace but you think of you you think of the mtv you think of mm-hmm. um the fashion the abercrombie and fitch style you think of like this weird laid back yes you think of this whole <laughs> you think of this whole vibe of of a, a era of time yeah the same way you hear leonard skinner and you think of a certain period of time the same way you think of um motley crew and you think of an immediate moment in time yeah. you think of van of, halen boston yes yes ex- exactly yeah. like van halen and that you think of um of like uh fucking Nirvana. like led zeppelin yeah 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 sure you know granted is Dave Matthews Band Led Zeppelin absolutely fucking not but it, it, <laughs> it, they have the same level of they're defining an era of time. Yeah, exactly. They're so tied to an era. Yes, because they define Third Eye Blind. Yep. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, like Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> yep. Right. Now you know. Yeah. Now see now. Gonna... Yeah. You feel it. See, you feel, it. and it's a good and feel. Okay. So with these band, it's it's almost like they are like relegated to that time. Like they only exist in. That they time. can't escape it. Like yeah. Goo Goo Dolls, in my opinion are a really really good band yeah they have really good albums yeah they're pretty good they they have great albums one of my girlfriend's favorites actually yeah they're they're fantastic yeah but they are known and they are defined by that era time whoa oh slippery phone yeah where they came (laughs) where they came out in that era with with their hits with their singles iris yes the mid 90s (laughs) and there's no recent ones that are gonna ever ever overshadow yeah exactly or overtake that there's i would What's a band that's like the opposite of that? Where they keep releasing stuff that takes on... That they're like... They they change. They're not like relegated to one like era of time. Like the one that comes to mind for me is like Green Day. Like they uh, have existed through like yeah. 20 years or something that. like that. I could see Green Day. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters. Yes. Foo like, Fighters is a good example. They've been around for decades. <laughs> and like there are albums that feel like they're from a time... But then, like, Foo Fighters just released an album, like, a year ago that slaps bones. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good question. That's a really... So... So, I, I know I, like, I teased Blink-182, but Blink-182 does do that. Mm. Like, but Blink-182 is, is a band, and there's not a lot of bands like this, where Blink-182 is so good at kind of being with the times of this uh, of of music right yeah like you're not just going to hear all the small things or what's my age again yeah you can you can go back to josie right mm-hmm. it, which is one of my favorite songs by them and that yeah that 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 defines that time for them but like their latest album if you go to apple music or spotify their top played songs are not what's my age again yeah right and that's that's one of the crazy mm-hmm. things that they're able to do they're coming out and saying we're stamping ourselves now mm-hmm. with the relevancy of what's going on in today's music yeah. but still being us and because of that they still have singles that are still hitting and people will go to their shows for the latest albums yeah and then they will encore with fucking Josie or, yeah, or, or, or what's my age, what's my age yeah. again or all the small things. And then that's where people are like, whoa, but at the, <laughs> in the reality though, yeah, but in the reality though, they're able to sell on their, re, on their modern catalog. Yeah. Because, yeah, because they're one of the few bands that can do that. Yeah. But there's not a lot of bands that could do that. You they know, really like, aren't. I want to say Queen did that a little bit. Queen really spanned because they were like uh, huge in the seventies and huge in the eighties. Yeah. But the difference is that, so here's the difference. Yeah. Queen didn't just like stay quote unquote stay with the times. Queen just somehow kept coming out with with historical singles. <laughs> historical <laughs> you're never topping this song kind of singles. Yeah. Like every single top song of theirs is not a thing of just oh that was the vibe of of that time. Yeah. It was nope, this is a fucking banger from Queen <laughs> and you can't like not Stevie Wonder. Uh, true like his true. top 10 songs yep. are off like 10 different albums yes yes so stevie's kind of like that too yeah, like yeah. what 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 decade would you put stevie wonder in like you can't like you can't because like my you top can't. two favorite songs are from like the 70s and the 90s out and john yeah sure is kind of in that realm too um, mj mj's yeah. like 80s 80 90s he's kind of i mean that's really all he had yeah but. well yeah 
he didn't really release anything else. But yeah, but interesting. But Queen to me is one of those bands. There's some bands, very rare, that don't change their sound and they still come out and hit. ACDC is the perfect example. Yes. They do not change the formula of their chord progressions. They do not change the tempo, the rhythm, the style. 4-4, classic drum beat, boring as hell to play. I know this because they came out with ACDC Rock Band. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to play the drums. It was a really bad mistake. I played the drums on that for like four hours one day. And they're all the same. the same exact drum beat for four hours. They do it. And that is something that they can keep doing. Metallica couldn't even do that. Mm. Metallica had to change it up a bit metallic is another band that i i couldn't pin down to like a an era like a decade you can't you can't because their new stuff is good yeah (laughs) like it's their stuff from like the 2000s is it like ride the lightning or the black album no no it's not as as groundbreaking as that but you can't it's i don't think you can really be groundbreaking in today's like so much of music has been done the way it is Mm. like done the way it is so much of the music has been performed in so many different ways at this point it is what it is like i know there's a little bit of like lo-fi neo soul coming out and like it's getting a little bit more jazzy which is really cool yeah but and i've noticed there's a huge recurrence of 80s pop coming back 80 pop themes a lot of synth a lot of like Like, uh the weekend yes yeah like very like taylor swift even did it Mm -hmm. we're like uh with the the one with new york on it what's i forget the name of that album yeah i don't know that's a Uh, lover I think the but one the, that looks like cotton candy on the cover. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that's even older. That's not even recent. Yeah. Right. Because now she's like she's kind of folk and yeah. she's out of that. But like that wave, I think, started to really hit, I think, popularity with Taylor Swift kind of being a part of the charge. False. With Daft Punk. Random Access Memory started that that renaissance. Hundred percent. They were like, oh, yeah, disco yeah. is cool again. And then like it, they, they took it from there and they brought that they brought everybody back and then everybody started working their way up from that time frame again. Literally, they had a song called uh, Giorgio Moroder <laughs> or whatever. Giovanni Giorgio, whatever yeah. that song was called. And then people were like, sorry, who's this guy? Let me look into his catalog. Oh, shit. Let me listen to Donna Summer. Oh, shit. Let me make music like Donna Summer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And it spread. You had like Whitney Houston um oh, covers yeah, with kygo with kygo <laughs> yeah. coming out you know john mayer just released sob rock which is very 80s 90s themed yeah um you, so you said just, something like all music has been done and there's like very little that's groundbreaking yes. i want to say that's not true i don't have an example like ready for you but like i've got to say there's some stuff in the last decade where it's like holy shit have you heard this new album blah 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 I feel like there's there's two different paths right now in music mm-hmm. as far as where trends are going and what I'm not I'm no expert but just my own experience. One trend is they're stripping it down. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's more about the voice. It's more about mm. uh it's it's almost not singer songwriter level, but it's very much it's very ambient. I want to have like whether it's lo-fi, whether it's you mm. know people like dirt like uh what's his name dermot kennedy like mm-hmm. very like i'm going i want it to be very much about the, the the vocalist i want it to be very much about the the atmosphere of of it stripped down away from the giant arrangements of 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 music mm. um of like music production and then you have the other side which i think is the 
history repeating itself. And yeah. Like you said, we, they went back to disco. Now they're getting back into like the it's pop like and the funk. It's like the nostalgia and, thing that this decade is going to be famous for. And those vibes are coming back. And, and, and like uh, what's, Dua Lipa had that straight up like 80s yeah. funk. Which like was super 70s, fun. 80s funk. Yeah. Which was really fun. It was a, it, her album's amazing. Yeah. Um, so like there's a lot of that going on. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It, it's cool. I'm not saying music is like, oh, all music is shit because it's, there's nothing left to be new with it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying gone are the days of like hearing the Black album or Ride the Lightning and being like, this has never been done before. Yeah. I've never heard metal like this. Yeah. I've never heard pop like Michael. Michael Jackson coming out, that's a first. Yeah. Imagine being there for the first time Michael Jackson comes out. Like, yeah, that, that pop weird, music, just holy shit. It's weird that you mentioned that because I just watched the... Um, I never knew that this was a thing, but like the, the origin of the moonwalk, like where he debuted the moonwalk, <laughs> was at the Motown Records 25th anniversary concert where okay. they had a bunch of people famous for Motown Records, uh, <laughs> which their headliner was the Jackson 5. And this was uh, like three weeks after the Thriller album came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got the Jackson 5 together with like adult Jacksons. Um to like do like a Jackson Five medley, so it had uh, what's the what's the one? What's the Jackson Five song? ABCs. Uh, no, the one that was in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy that Baby Groot dances to. Whatever. Um, oh my God, this is gonna bug me so long. But whatever. They sang that. They sang a bunch of other songs, and then the other the other four or five of the Jacksons. Oh God, four. I'm an idiot. Um, okay. Left the stage, and uh, Michael Jackson performed. Uh, a smooth criminal i mm-hmm. think uh and did the moonwalk for the first time um and it was like incredible and like people immediately like the second he started doing are like <gasps> like it was literally that moment of like could you imagine being there when like something new was invented in music and literally like the white glove that's where he first debuted the white glove and like most of his dance moves and like the little fedora that he did and the moonwalk and it was at like this huge 25th that's anniversary what, that's what i mean when event. i say that the, yeah. like there's really no offense to the weekend the weekend's not he's recycling he is yeah. like and, and that and that's okay yeah. because we're we're just products of what we're inspired by what we were surrounded by growing up yeah so that's fine but that's what i'm saying like it's so hard to say you know there's gonna be you know and you're never gonna have a new uh, uh led zeppelin yeah hit like hitting the ground you're never gonna hear a new queen you're never yeah. gonna be a part of that momentum of holy shit i've never heard this done before mm. what is this Gosh, and have you, it take over the world yeah you know you're never gonna we, we're not gonna have that really you know what i mean yeah which sucks I mean, but but can you say that definitively like i can say that the the thing about those that was so crazy is because like those couldn't have been done like that's it music True. is what it is and then whoa metallica happens and you're like what <laughs> what is going on i guess so, like something new has to be invented and i'm gonna be the one to do it <laughs> hey man i'm getting back into playing guitar so if you want in yeah let's go I, I, i'm uh i'm house sitting for a friend in a little bit and he has a room of just instruments oh uh and don't break them so <laughs> yeah that's that's the goal <laughs> the other goal is to just like I don't know, make some new shit I'm going to get real weird with it. I'm trying to... I was playing... I was actually just doing guitar drills uh, yesterday. And it's so frustrating. 
a because I haven't I haven't played consistently enough mm-hmm. uh, recently, and also hearing hearing people play guitar. There's a certain thing that you'll hear when somebody is in tune with what they're doing, and that is they have. And this is just like from an artistic perspective to say. It's like, oh, you can hear, like, you can hear their emotion. You can hear mm. what they're feeling. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. That's called tone. They have really good tone. Like, interesting. I didn't know that. The, the tone up. So, for example, oh, of the, like a, the guitar. Yeah. Well, just it, it comes from the hands. Yeah. It comes from it comes from the hands. So, a perfect example of this is the way like John Mayer bends. Yeah. John Mayer bends a certain way. Yeah, he doesn't it's, do it like the traditional way, right? Well, no, it's just his. There's you, you. Nobody can replicate. If John Mayer sat there and said, "I'm gonna do the bend from like uh, uh, belief," yeah, right, like where he he like does a quick little lick and he hits hits this this high bend, or he comes in and sob rock and the first song, "Last Train Home," I think he comes in bending down. So he like he bends volumes off, hits the bend volume on, and then he brings it down back oh. to its normal uh, its its normal note. I can do that. I can do the exact same like technical thing that he's doing. Yeah. But I don't have the pieces together to make it sound anything like what he's doing. Yeah. And it's frustrating because it's just I'm doing the thing. It sounds nothing like the real thing. Yeah, exactly. And it really sucks. It's the same thing as I'm going to give you all the ingredients to make General Sal's chicken at home. <laughs> But no matter what the fuck you do, it will never be when you go I, down and get the seven ninety five lunch combo with an egg roll and, and the soup. Seven, the seven ninety five really sold at home because it's never anything different than seven ninety five. Seven ninety five between like what is it like eleven and two? Yep, comes with pork fried rice, two pieces of broccoli. Yep, and then it comes with an egg roll or spring roll of your choice. Yeah, and and, and, and like a piece of soup. It will never One taste like of that. Soup. It will never, it will never <laughs> taste like that. It, no matter what the fuck you do, I saw, no matter how much I give you everything, I can give you instructions. This is how you do it. It will still never be the general sales you get in that special combo that comes into the disposable. You gotta crack it. It's like popping a fucking can open. You know what I mean? Like a beer can. You get the, what? the snap of the top off of what? Of the top of the container. The snap of the container of the general sales. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you get like a like a the foam it, clamshell? You get foam clamshell. Yeah, when I get takeout from Chinese places. Oh, I get like plastic Tupperware. Comes in like the styrofoam. Like, no, oh, I can pl- I have this to go? Like I get one of plastic. Those boxes. I get plastic Tupperware. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, so no, I'm not I'm, me. I guess I got a hype. Oh, I know the ones you're talking about. Like the black plastic with the clear top. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's yeah. some places. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. But sure, like, sure, 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 you'll sure, never sure. be able to. And that's the same thing with with music, where I can. You can give me his fucking equipment. Hendrix. I can have the John Mayer Silver Sky PRS guitar through his whatever PRS amp or his two rock yeah. whatever artist custom signature, and I will still do it, and it will still not sound like him. Yeah, and that's like super frustrating. Hendrix is another one that's like that. Nobody yes. can ever play like Hendrix. SRV. Yeah. Steve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody can play like SRV. People don't even bother trying at this point. They're yeah. just, I just, I won't be able to. It's That's so interesting. impossible. It's, I, I think of it almost like, uh, like voice actors or something like that. Like Justin Roiland. Yes. We ever, uh, so many people on the internet do like Rick impressions or Morty impressions. It's like, yeah, that's close. close. Like you almost have it. And like even really, really good ones. It's like, that's, that's a really good impression of that character. But then 
Justin Roiland is just casually like in an interview and they'll just be like, oh, and like he'll just completely do it. And it's like, whoa, he does it so good. Well, he that's him. It's, it's like him. effortless for him because yes. it is him. Yes. And that's like where all these like guitar styles come from. It's like they're not doing an impression of John Mayer playing guitar. That's John Mayer playing guitar. Yeah, so like yeah. he doesn't have to. I mean, he tries, but he doesn't have to try to sound like him because that's just the way he sounds. That's just and the way probably he plays. Little tiny nuances that he does, quote unquote, wrong are like different from everybody else. That that's just a muscle memory thing that he picked up that like you you can't learn exactly like him. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So, so wait. You never finish. Is D and B good or bad? I think I think they're good. Okay. okay. I think it's interesting what you said about the the fans is like the whole thing with them because I think that's partly true. Yes. And I think that's true of like a lot of fan bases. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking downstairs about Sonic. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is yes. like sure they're fine games, but there's like this weird the the fan base is, is almost repels people in a way. I felt that way about like Doctor Who for a long time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like, there's just there's some people who are just so into Doctor Who, and it's uh, a little a little put offy. Uh, what's the next thing you want to talk about? No, your turn. I chose one. My turn. Okay, I want to give uh, the most glowing review of anything or place I will ever give in my life, uh, and that is Ooh. a store. Uh, and the one I went to, I don't know, it's just in Massachusetts. It's a chain. It's called Fleet Feet. Okay. Uh, oh yes, yes. And okay. it's it's a running store. Yes. It's like a shoe store. But they and you're a, a runner, of, so I'm a runner. That's I your, am a runner. That's right. The one of the last like guided runs that I was listening to is like everybody talks about like what does it mean to be a runner? How do I become a runner? Well, what are you doing right now? Are you running? You're a runner. Period. And I was like, yeah, thank you, Coach Bennett. I am a runner. But, quick, quick asterisk, just just so you know, for that thing. Yeah. You know the scene in Miracle? Yeah. In the coach scene? Yeah. When he's trying to hype up, I forget his name, because uh, he has a contusion. Yeah. And he, he can't hurt it any further, but it'll be very painful. Yeah. And he and uh, he pisses him off, and he goes, are you a hockey player? And he goes, I am a hockey When I'm on the spin bike. <laughs> <laughs> this is so different, but go ahead. When I'm on the spin bike. Holy shit! And 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 I'm 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 just I'm just I I'm I'm falling behind and I'm just I'm gr- I'm literally gritting my teeth I'm just ah, 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 just in the middle of it just dying I start saying to myself Are you a fucking hockey player Do you want to be a fucking hockey player Be a fucking hockey and I just go ah, 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 and I just get back into it I'm and picturing just- like tears streaming down <laughs> your face This is this is another one of those like quintessential. <laughs> and I just imagine in front of me on the bike, there's a giant like this, like the foam, huge like the, foam the, thing. Like yeah. we, I, there's something that big right in front in front of me, and all it says is, "Are you a hockey player?" And it's just a big question mark. And it's just, I, 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 I'm, just, and that's me. I'm just, I am, I am, I am, and I'm just going, and I'm just going. So like when I, when you know, the, the, everything starts getting dark, you know, you just, you just, you just focus on it, and then you know, like you just gotta push through that tunnel, and then yeah. Anyways, keep going. I'll let you know. That is so unbelievably fucking different than what I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was five minutes into a jog, and the guy was like, you're running, so you're a runner. Good job, buddy. <laughs> and what you just described was pushing yourself past the brink of death. <laughs> gritting your teeth and screaming versus just hey you're running so you're a runner it's like 
I get out on the ice and I'm just like having a good time scooting around on my skates and like, oh, I got the puck. Here you go, buddy. And someone's like, hey, you know what? You're a hockey player because you're playing hockey. But what you just described is extremely different. This person's bone is sticking out of their leg. It can't get any worse, so keep going, idiot. But yeah, I'll just say, you get it, so I can move on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm a runner, so I go to the store. Um, I went to the store a couple months ago to get my first pair of like legit running shoes, because I was just wearing sneakers when I ran out there. And I was like, I know that there are better <laughs> shoes that I could be wearing. Um so I went out, super cool store. They use really cool technology where they have you like walk back and forth on this like long pad with a bunch of like thousands of sensors in it. And it sees like th through the weight distribution of your foot, like whether you walk with the inside or when you walk on the outside. And yeah. like when it gets to your toes, do you like move in towards the inside and things like that? It's really fascinating. So they like pick different shoes or different insoles depending on like where your weight lands and things like that and then they measure your feet and like i found out my left foot is like a nine and a half but my right foot is like a 10.2 or something like that okay. and they're like that's one of the biggest feet differences i've ever seen and i've never noticed but apparently like my oh. right foot is way bigger than my left foot oh it's skates are going to be interesting for you right yeah. yeah um but then they're like we well you should probably go with the 10 and i was like cool that's what i've been wearing and they're like the right will just be a little snug but i would just tie them a little loose or whatever you'll be fine or like there's different lacing techniques that you could do and like they brought out like four different shoes and they're like try these all on and i like put one on i'm like yeah that feels good and she's like well put the other one on and like go like jog around the store i was like oh okay and she's like yeah you get you gotta run in them because that's they're not for walking or standing they're for running so you have yeah. to run in them i was like okay cool yeah so I tried on like four and I was like, I like these ones. And then she's like, okay, cool. We have those ones. Now, based on your weight distribution or whatever, I recommend these insoles, but walk around, get a feel for these insoles, try these new ones. And I was like, oh, I actually like the stock ones that it comes with. And she's like, okay, that's totally fine. Um, and then like I got them, they're great. And I've been like through the Nike running app, it like logs, you could say like what shoes you're wearing for each run. Ooh. And I've just been saying like, I'm wearing these shoes, the same shoes for every time. And then like, it says how many miles you've put into those shoes and running shoes in case you didn't know should last between 300 and 500 miles. Um, so these shoes, they were great, super comfortable, great choice. I loved them, but they are just wearing down really quickly. So they have like the the inside, the cushion or whatever, and then the foam and then the rubber. And the rubber has worn down so much under like the ball of my foot that the foam is showing. <laughs> like the rubber is how gone. many miles? Fifty. So <laughs> did not get my money's worth. Uh, they were like new balances, uh. but I brought them in and I like made an appointment. You made it, you make an appointment cause you have like a person, a personal shopper with you the whole time. Uh, and I walked in and there was one other person in the store shopping. They left like right when I got in. So granted everything I'm about to say, it was because I was literally the only one in the store and yeah. the person I had the appointment with and the store owner, like the manager was also helping me. And they were both incredibly helpful and super friendly. They, uh, I like, well, what did you say? Them. I showed him. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I wanted to get... I just went there to get a new pair of shoes. I'm like, I'm fat and I'm running wrong. So it's wearing them down super quickly. So I just want to go and get a new pair. And I'm going to like... I was ready to like drop 120 or whatever on a new pair. So I go and I was like, hey, I wanted to get a new pair of shoes. And I brought the old ones just so I could show them the wear. I'm like, this is the wear 
what kind of shoes do you have that can like combat this wear? Um, and that's why I brought him in and I showed him and he said, whoa. <laughs> and then that's when the store manager overheard like what's going on and came and looked and goes, oh my gosh, how many miles have you put on these? And I was like, 50. She said, 50? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> She was like, 50? please, if you don't mind, put them on and I'm going to take your phone and record <laughs> you running in slow motion, like up and down the, the sidewalk in front of the store. I was like, yeah, sure. Great. So I like strapped them on, whatever, made sure they're really comfortable. And she's like, try to run like you're like two miles into the run and you're just you're going, you're on complete autopilot. And I ran. And as I, I ran like 30 feet or whatever, and she's like, I'll zoom in. Uh, so just run until like the end of the sidewalk and then run back. So as I was coming back, they were already talking to each other, like <laughs> studying me. And I came back. I'm like, hey, so what's going on? It goes, sorry, could you do that again? Because <laughs> I saw something a little weird and I want to record you from a different angle. And I did. And as I was coming back, they were talking about me again. She's like, you run really weird. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. She goes, no, this is fascinating. I've never seen someone do what you do. And I like I run like I'm on like a tightrope or like a like a balance beam. Like my foot lands right in front of the other, which you're not supposed to do. They're no. supposed to land yeah, in front right. of your hips, yeah. like right under your hips. But I just run like if the road was six inches wide, I'd be fine. Apparently, <laughs> which oh I didn't gosh. even know. That's so weird. And then so like I put them in the middle i land like with the middle of my foot and then i kick off with the heel or with the toe but when i kick off it like turns because my my heel pulls my foot out like towards my hip and then swings back in to land in front of the other foot so i'm like basically grinding my feet yeah. <laughs> against the pavement she goes that's exactly why it's wearing down the way it is because it's like you're the ball of your foot is you're twisting you're, like you're digging putting, it in putting you're, out a cigarette on yeah, the ground you're digging it in. Yeah, yeah exactly with every single step and i was like that makes sense <laughs> i've taken sixty thousand steps in these and everyone yeah. was like that she's like yeah that's really interesting but also like the way it's wearing down according to your scans is not what we would have given like we wouldn't have given you these shoes and i was like oh Okay, um, they you were, did. They were you did. But yeah. I literally totally was like, it, it was my fault. Like based on your scans and the way you were walking and the way we measured your foot, this should have been the shoe for you. But we didn't know you run like a fucking idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that. But um, I was like, okay, great. So she was like. Uh, how did you like the shoes? I was like, fantastic. That's why I just came and I was I was totally happy with them. And I'm like, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong. I just wanted to get a new pair of shoes. She's like, cool. We're just, if you don't mind, we're, I wouldn't just recommend the same shoe, but like the level up. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like 150 bucks or something. So I like put them on. They're fucking so comfortable. And I was like, yep, these are the ones. And they're like, we have a bunch of others for you to try. And I put them all on. I was like, nope, those are the ones. And then they are like, we're going to make you do those insoles <laughs> that you turned down the first time. I was like, okay, fine. So I did the insoles. And then I ran around. I'm like, yeah, these are, these are going to be better. And then she was like teaching me how to run. And she was like, look at like, she zoomed down on the video. I was like, look at what your arms are doing. They're like crossing in front of you. And that's causing a twist in your hips. And that's what's causing your feet to grind and swing in front of each other foot so like try to run try to land uh with like your feet right under your hips and take smaller steps like your feet are like little raindrops and i was like okay and i like i learned so much and i as i was checking out i was like 
this has been fantastic. Like, how do I help you guys out? Is there going to be a survey or something like that? Can I, is there like a corporate I could call? And she's like, no, like just, this is what we do. Like, this is what this store is for. I was like, I've never gotten service this good anywhere for anything. And I didn't even ask for it. I just wanted to come get a new pair of shoes. I was probably going to get the exact same (laughs) pair. Yeah. Uh, I was like, this is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and she's like, we don't ask for this, but a Google review would be really nice. And uh, like that helps us out. I'm like, hell yeah. Did you? Yeah. Instant. And like it was this super in depth, and I basically told this whole story, but in way less words. Um, and then the guy scanned the new shoes, and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You you got these shoes here, right? You said that." And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Are you cool if we just return them?" Uh, and I was like, "Seriously?" <laughs> I was like, "I was just gonna keep them for like walking around shoes." And she's like, "You totally still can, but like they didn't work out for you. We recommended the shoes; they did not work. They're supposed to be three hundred to five hundred miles. You got fifty out of them. Yeah, we want to return these for you." I was like, "Shit, yeah." So my new shoes were twenty bucks, <gasps> and it was like on top of all that, what I already considered the best service of my life. Just they did like a full re- uh, return and replacement. It was unbelievable. So shout out, shout out to Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet. Uh, I'm just gonna say specifically the one in Long Meadow, Massachusetts absolutely incredible store and i like i laughed and i was like you've made a customer for life like i will never buy yeah, running shoes awesome. anywhere else see i had a, something kind of like that with my skates that i just got yeah a little bit different um so i got my new skates huge difference right i shifted from bauer mm-hmm. which is a two-piece traditional boot construction yeah with a outer sole like like molded or like attached to the main boot frame yeah to the CCM one boot design, which is it's all just one piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was terrified of, of my new skates because mm-hmm. I'm so... My only strength in hockey is skating. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't have good hands. I can't pass. I can't shoot. I can't do anything. Yeah. I can skate. I know I can skate. So I skate very well. So I, I, like, I'm so attuned to even just how my laces are. Like I might, I have to have flat laces. Yep. My left skate has to have left over right, uh-huh. right bottom. My right skate has to have right over left. Wow. Yes, I am extremely specific with my skates. Nine sixteenth, uh, like sharpening. Um, wow. Yeah. No, I'm I'm so in tune. So I'm getting fitted. I'm getting the boots molded, and I'm talking to the guy because I'm freaking out. I'm just, <laughs> how is this gonna be? And he was like, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a little different. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I use uh, Superfeet, yeah. Carbon Pro Superfeet, which is uh, Superfeet's an insole brand for shoes. Okay. They make a hockey boot specific uh, insole. Okay. And I had that insole in my Bowers because when I swapped to my Bowers back, you know, eight years ago, for some reason my knees hurt. The way the boot mm. was and the radius profile and just whatever it was, my knees would hurt afterwards. So they told me, try getting the Superfeet insoles. It might help your arches so you don't feel like you're impacting as much into the ice. Yeah. And 100% fixed it. Neat. So I was asking, hey, should I put, should we mold these with the super feet in them? Because that's probably what I'm going to do. And the guy goes, well, well why are you going to put in super feet? And I told him. And he goes, give it one skate without them. Mm. Because you're swapping from eight-year-old boot tech, skate technology in a two-piece boot design to modern this boot this skate just came out a month ago and or two months ago and it's a one-piece boot entirely different steel different height different radius on the profile it's a different holder different pitch profile already changing so many things yeah just just 
just see how it feels because you may not even need it. I step on the ice, you know, like yeah. a, a, like a week later, I step on the ice to play a game for the first time and I legit couldn't skate <laughs> and I was freaking out. Yeah. I couldn't turn. I couldn't skate backwards and I play defense. So yeah. I, could, I, I, I can skate backwards. I know how to skate. Yeah. Nope. Couldn't skate backwards. I felt like my skates were going to fly out from underneath me. is going to fall backwards on my back the entire time. Um, I think it took me 40 minutes to kind of be like, okay, this is what it's like skating in these now. Okay. Yeah. This is what it's like to push and push off. I have a, I don't know if you see that circle on the side of my foot. Yeah. That nice was from bruise. my skate boot. Yeah. <laughs> both of my, uh, my Jeez. feet have, cause they were black and blue because the insides of my feet were never making contact like they used to oh. in these new boots. Cause the old boots didn't fit me well. Mm-hmm. They were too loose. So my, the inside of my foot never was pressed into it that often. So yeah. I never really had that problem. These new boots are so fitted and so snug, like there is no movement. So I yeah. kept hitting it. So I was just freaking out and I was freaking out the entire week because I said, okay, if I can't fix this, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm going to put in my super feet and I really hope it's just the insoles. Yeah. I put them in. It was the insoles. <laughs> I hop on the ice and I felt like I never, like no change. Yeah. Like, no change from my old skates to these. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Say, I just, I just have more support. I'm faster. It's, I, I cut, I cut, I cut better in the ice on turns. Yeah. Exactly what I wanted, but it was just, it was just the insoles and the insoles, the way they fill the bottom of the boot and the volume inside the boot, my foot all of a sudden like remembered its positioning yeah. and I was able to just be normal. So to go off your story, there's like the smallest detail can make such a difference. Yeah. It's insane. But now I'm curious if you end up getting hockey skates, fitting you for skates, how that's going to go. Hey, it's probably going to be fine. You know what? That that uh, the insole thing and like all of a sudden you're back at it reminded me of. I just I watched uh, the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy last week. <gasps> oh, the, yeah. The, on the Saturday. You got to talk about that. Perhaps your hands would remember their old strength <laughs> if they felt your sword again. <laughs> that's what it was except yeah. it was my feet but yes 100 how did it go that's incredible do you want to do you want to close on that we got a few minutes left oh man we're I an mean, hour-long show now baby. we're not i mean we don't have to be you're just making it difficult uh, that's right baby we could talk i mean we have to review suicide squad um oh shit yeah let's do that again well let me just quickly uh lord of the rings was incredible it was a slog <laughs> they're like my favorite the view of the time. food the view of the food the view but oh, the really? view for sure it's 12 hours like it's, but you love it don't you yes but and i was loving every scene as they were happening but thinking when you're nine hours into the movie marathon and you're like oh boy i still got three hours of watching a movie left uh it's it's a lot yeah um but then like it it's still lord of the rings like when you're in it the moment you're watching is great yes. the whole time yes but then you're thinking of the moments ahead and you're like ah but they they still haven't even dropped the ring and then there's like the seven different endings <laughs> that you have to go through but then like each ending is just so good so like it didn't matter while we were there but yeah. the the build-up that was that was the tough part and one of my friends who I was watching it with was just like, ugh, every time. Like, <laughs> there was one point we were in uh, Return of the King, the third one, and he's like, can you do the the time thing so he could see how much is left? And I like pressed it, and it's like an hour and 40 minutes. He goes, oh, cool. All right, this isn't going to go that late. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, wait, this is disc one. Uh. <laughs> the, so that part uh, was long. 
Yeah. Quick food review because there's so much food. It will. This could be a whole nother podcast, but maybe it should. Do you want to do it next week? I mean, if you're willing to go into depth, I, I love talking about food. So and yeah, I do kind of. There's a few meals. Okay. okay. Meals. All right. So we okay. we had. Okay. I'm just gonna say we had every Hobbit meal. Oh. Breakfast, second breakfast, uh, afternoon tea, lunch, elevensies, uh, supper, and dinner. <laughs> All seven of them. Okay. Uh, it was it was good. It was really good. Shit. I ate way too much. Okay. Food. One question to end it. Yeah. How do you think you would have reacted to the to the marathon if you've never seen them before? Well, the two people I watched them with, I think uh, one of them, I think, was like, I haven't watched these as an adult. <laughs> like, I watched them in theaters, and I watched them a long time ago, but it's been, like, years since I've watched them, uh, and so probably haven't watched them as an adult. So that was really fun for them, uh, and there was a lot of there's a lot of things that they remembered, I believe. Uh, and I was at the beginning, I was like, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many fun facts do you want? Because I know all of them. And they both were like 10. Uh, so that was so good for me. Such a good release. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other one watched him, not the extended versions, but watched him uh, fairly recently with his wife. It, for her to watch all the Star Wars movies with him, he had to watch all the Lord of the Rings. That's movies. a really good trade-off. Really good trade. I like that trade. That's a win-win situation. That's a win-win. Right <laughs> That's a win-win. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That works. Yeah, exactly. That works, man. Um, yeah, it was great. I if I hadn't seen them before, I think I would have been super confused. Uh, because like knowing nothing about those movies or the books or anything like that, and then just ex- explain it. Just get, well, kinda just getting hit in the head with all that lore at once. Uh, and then we just kept making fun of all the names, how they're so similar. Saruman, Sauron, uh, Aragorn, son of Arathorn. <laughs> uh, like so many names that are just uh, Faramir, who's the brother of Boromir <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. Smeagol and Deagle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> he really liked rhyming or was really lazy. Yeah, just probably lazy. Yeah, there was a lot of that. But um, yeah, it was great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, it was really fun. All the food was really good. Uh, the movies were really good, obviously. Did you want to talk about Suicide Squad? We can. We can I go just a little late. Uh, I don't mind. Do you want to talk about it? Yes, I do. Okay, we've already started. We can't. Yeah. We can't. Okay. We can't. Spoiler tease. alert for Suicide Squad. Yeah, spoiler alert for spoiler Suicide alert. Squad. It's free with your HBO Max subscription. So go watch it. Uh, let's start with the obvious first question. What did you think? I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fun. I yeah. thought it was really fun. I thought it was it was cool to see like basically an R-rated version of of something from James Gunn because of yeah. his style of these types of of superhero movies yeah. and stuff like that. I thought it was cool to have him It was a lot gorier than I expected. Yes. I think everyone I've talked to so far has said that exact sentence. <laughs> it it was, was a lot gorier than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy shit. It was so, so bloody. It was like one of the hardest R movies I've seen in a long time, which I was not expecting. I remember him saying like, yeah, we're aiming for a hard R with Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. Um, but it was way more than I even thought it would be. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Um, yeah, it was. I think what we got was full James Gunn. Like that was James Gunn. Not under Disney's thumb, just 
James Gunn, who just got fired from Marvel, will give you as much money as you want to redo the Suicide Squad for us, which you've said in multiple interviews over the last decade that is your favorite comic book series of all time, and you would love to have a crack at it. You just got fired from Marvel. Come have a crack at it. Uh, Hard R, do whatever you want. We trust you. We know you have great success with Guardians. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And he just, he did whatever he wants. One uh, one of my other friends summed it up really well. He said it felt like a James, like it felt classic, like a James Gunn movie, but it didn't feel like Guardians of the Galaxy. It didn't feel like Guardians almost at all to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Except it had like that heart. Like it was funny and it was um, uh, irreverent, but it still had like the heart of Guardians. Uh, So mm, did it though? I didn't think it did. I think it had heart. I think it didn't have the heart of Guardians. Not at all. I mean... Especially Guardians 2. Not at all, in my oh opinion. Oh, God, Guardians 2, man. Guardians 2 was 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 very, very heavy. I, it's I mean, a tearjerker. Yeah, exactly. I This was not a tearjerker. This was very much the opposite of a tearjerker for me. So here's the weird thing for me. Yeah. I wasn't really emotionally invested into the characters in any way beyond curiosity mm-hmm. and, and, and just uh, uh, amusement, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Guardians where you, you actually feel for some of the characters, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I, also, I guess the fact that the opening part of that movie, <laughs> you lose everybody, yeah. essentially. 75% of the IMDb cast... <laughs> Is wiped out in the first <laughs> yeah. ten minutes, which I like was expecting, but not. I was like, I was oh, not expecting all, that at all. They're all gonna die so quickly, but I didn't actually think they would all die so quickly. I didn't think I. I didn't. Well, I didn't want them to, and I was just. I wanted to see them. I, I would love to have seen Pete Davidson try to be this shooting, like gun shooting villain. Yeah. Do you know he took a year off of SNL to film that movie <laughs> that he was in for like five minutes. Which I almost want to say was like Warner Brothers and DC giving him enough money to take a year off of SNL to make people think that he was in the whole movie yeah. and he died so quickly into it. Um, yeah, obviously massive spoilers for Suicide Squad. We already said that. But um, I, I, for as in terms of heart, I think Ratcatcher 2 brought a lot of heart into the movie. Um, and I think like Ratcatcher 2's relationship with like Bloodsport and specifically Sebastian the Rat's relationship with Bloodsport, the fact that he hated rats, but eventually came around and thought that this one rat was okay and stuff like that. And then Ratcatcher 2's whole like backstory about how like the rats are the lowest of the low, but even they serve their purpose and things like that, which I thought was a really good allegory for the whole movie as a whole, right. which is like, we are the lowest of the low, but we still like did our part and, and saved the world and stuff yeah. like that. I thought it was really good. I There were lots of parts of it. Like, the part that I enjoyed the most about it, which I was almost disappointed that this was the part I enjoyed the most about it, as weird as it sounds, is how dumb it was, <laughs> like, on purpose. Uh, like, how... There's so many times in the movie where I was just thinking, this is so stupid. Like what? <laughs> like, King Shark. All of King Shark. It was just so stupid. That, that's the character. Exactly. Uh, and then the, like the, the kill competition that they had when they were storming the camp and, uh, uh, peace, peacekeeper, peacemaker, 
and Bloodsport were like having a competition who could kill someone in the coolest way. Like that's so stupid <laughs> that there's like this army encampment that they're taking over and they're like literally no scoping dudes like over the shoulder and like doing trick shots and stuff like that. Like the movie took itself less seriously than any movie I think I've ever seen. Like it was just a complete joke of itself, which I think is kind of what it needed to be. Cause that's like the core of the suicide squad comics, or at least like the best ones, the ones that made suicide suicide squad famous. Yeah. So with, with, uh, this is going to obviously be successful. What is the, I've heard this, this suicide squad movie is supposed to replace the first one. It's like a redo. People are saying it's not a remake, it's not a reboot, it's not a sequel, it's a redo. <laughs> like, let's just try that again. Let's just forget the first one ever existed. Yeah, we're like Amazing Spider-Man was like a reboot. Like, let's just let's just start over. Like, let's do this again, but let's try this again. Like, let's just pretend that never happened. So what do you think was the biggest problem with the first Suicide Squad movie? It did the opposite of what this movie did, where it tried to take itself too seriously. Yeah. Where, like, Suicide Squad is F-list, not even F-list, but, like, just shitty supervillains saying, like, we need you for this super top secret mission that we don't want to risk anybody else doing, and you're on death row, so if you succeed, you get 10 years off your sentence. That's such a cool concept yeah. and it should not be taken seriously at all because it's absolutely ridiculous in every sense. <laughs> See, I didn't hate the first Suicide Squad movie. It wasn't good. No. But I didn't hate it. It just it did what superhero movies do wrong, which is it just ended in this big fanfare of nonsense and things that are hard to visually look at on screen <laughs> and like Yeah. Like, there's no character development. It's just cool things like, oh, we got the guy with tattoos and the guy who's a crocodile and look how cool they are on screen. Like, the the era of, like, superheroes just doing cool shit is over. Yes. And, like, what we love yes. about superheroes is, like, the personality, their humanity and their yeah. personalities and the interesting shit that they do. Yes. Which is yes. why like everybody loved Loki so much because this is so interesting and like they're building on his character so much. And like, what are the implications of this? And like, this is such a mysterious and interesting world, the TVA and stuff like that. But they could have had six episodes of him just co- doing cool, like over the hand, throw his knife into a guy's face or something like that. But it's like, no, like it would just, it'd be more fun if it's fun and interesting. And like, you get to know the character. And I think that's what Marvel does really well. And that's specifically what James Gunn does really well. Um, Cause I think the era of that starting and Marvel kind of started with guardians of the galaxy, which mm-hmm. is why, for a long time after that came out, it was my favorite Marvel movie. I think it started with, I think it started with Iron Man. He had character flaws, but he was still superhero doing cool stuff. Like that movie was right. very cool, right? But I mean, the yeah, I feel like Iron Man. What it did was you took somebody who's so who has so much personality mm-hmm. in RDJ, and you just just magnified it as much as you could yeah and then don't forget in iron man what in the first 10 minutes he's in a cave as a as a prisoner yeah right you know and and so he didn't have anything cool 
for the first portion of the movie. Mm. He didn't have the official Mark. What is it? Mark four. Well, yeah, Mark, the red and gold one. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have that until halfway through the movie. Yeah. You know? And so it was sold on him as the person, Tony Stark. So I think you saw more of the humor of it with Guardians. I think Guardians cracked open that these can be really funny and they can be really fun because of that. Let's see what happens. And it started off, you know, with with Star-Lord dancing. You know, Star Lord Dan- and like the opening scene is Star Lord being in the room when his mom dies of cancer after giving him a mixtape, <laughs> and yes. then he gets abducted in space, and like instantly I was like, holy shit! I thought this was just going to be a goofy space movie, and then like later in the movie you have Rocket who's blackout drunk, like fighting and arguing and crying and saying that I didn't ask to get made and yeah. stuff like that, and you're like, holy crap, who are these characters? And then like we are Groot at the end of that movie, and it's like. It like just punches you like the character <laughs> development, and yes. you're like, "Holy yes. shit!" Um, and there's there's so many interesting things that he like brings to characters, like Drax being so literal all the time, of like nothing goes over my head, my reflexes are too quick, and I will catch it, and stuff like that. Like he just he injects so much character into each character, which is the Suicide Squad was totally missing. It was the guy who shoots real good and the guy who is crocodile and the guy who has fire and tattoos. Uh, and like, yeah, there was then, no personality in that. In that exactly. Movie. There's yeah. no personality. It's just yeah. the characters from the comic book. What's the quirk that they do? Okay, cool. Show that on screen a bunch of times Yeah, and then have big climactic ending, throw all of our budget into the CGI ending at the end. Um, wasn't even that good. Yeah. But then like this, it does, it does so many like subversions of expectations, but also not really. Cause like you kind of knew that most of those characters were going to die because you can't have a movie with 30 F list super villains and have it be fun for that long. Um, like I watched the, there's like a, a character, I think it's called like the roll call trailer where they just show all that's the, the way you showed me. Yeah. yeah. Like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. And I was like, there's no fucking way. Weasel lasts five minutes in this movie. <laughs> and honestly, I was like, polka dot man. They're putting polka dot man. in as a joke. And then he was like, kind of the emotional, like core of the movie. Yeah. Of, like he was the most like damaged one and stuff like that. I, was- I, I did like the call back, the call to the Avengers movie of, of just, um, when, what is his name? Blood sport. Yeah, is uh, is calling shots. Yeah, he's like a polka dot. That's your mom. Yeah. You know, uh, and just like uh, <laughs> Nanawe. Yeah, nom 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 nom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's basically Hulk smash. Yes, Nanawe, exactly. Nom nom. It was, <laughs> it was the it was the uh, the F list version of of that scene. So, and they're fighting Starro. <laughs> Starro, the the destroyer, conqueror, whatever it is. Which is, I remember there was one trailer where you saw like Starro's foot and people online were like, they're not fucking doing Starro, are they? Because <laughs> Starro is so dumb. And it's like, it's the perfect, like, of course they're doing Starro because it's the Suicide Squad. It's James Gunn. Um, yeah. I, I, that was, I was almost mad at that choice. At Starro? When I saw the, like, outside Starro and I was just, this can't. This can't be the... Yep. <laughs> and the best part about it was... Uh, I think Bloodsport was like the the audience connection. Like, Bloodsport is like, this is all fucking so stupid. 
and then like when Starro comes out and like squirts out all the little Starros and they just fly, he's literally just staring around like what the fuck uh. is going on? And then big Starro comes out and he's just staring at it and he's like speechless. And they're like, "All right, I, we and we gotta stop it. Like we're the ones here." And yeah, it was. That was so great. And then, oh my god, Starro with the emotional punch at the end. One of the people with the Starro on his face said, like, I was happy floating through space. And then he dies, and it's like, shit, you're right, dude. Sorry. Because that's literally what Starro was. He was literally just adrift. And then, <laughs> and then U.S. astronauts brought him back to Earth. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was really great. Um, I was... I was both delighted and a little bummed that my favorite part of it was how not seriously it took itself. Um, yeah, I could see why. Yeah, I could see why. Like, oh man, this is so goofy. They like this is like a a superhero movie that's just completely making fun of superhero movies and kind of making fun of the original Suicide Squad and making fun of itself. That's so fun. That's so goofy. But then it's like I kind of wish it was more than that. But you bring bring up a good point. There wasn't a favorite part for me in that movie. Um, there was, there was one part that I remember like hysterically laughing at that I like, I almost wanted to rewind and watch again, but I couldn't really think of it. Um, yeah, there was, I don't, I don't think I agree. I don't think I had like a favorite part. There wasn't some emotion, like there wasn't some part that some scene that just like, like you just threw a, out some heavy scenes from Guardians, right? Not, there was none of that in Suicide Squad. Yeah. It was just consistently the same throughout the entire film. Yeah. Not to say it was bad. It's just right. there was no heavy moments or... I wonder if that's like a good or bad thing. I that's think my that, point. Like, I don't know. That makes a movie memorable for sure. Um, like there's certain scenes, like Guardians 2, like when you say Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think of the scene when like Star-Lord is being told about like the universe and Ego's plan and his like, his eyes turn black and like you see the stars in his eyes and then he goes, that's why it broke my heart to put that tumor in her head and like he just, he like warps back and he's like, what? And just starts <laughs> shooting him. That is the scene that <laughs> I think of with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think of the scene when he lands I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but the music that swells yep. and like the view scene. Yeah. It's so good. Right before Mantis gets hit with a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's another good one. Yeah. Mantis, um, duck. <laughs> Mantis, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. But um, that whole scene, that whenever I hear Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that's what I think mm. of. I think of that scene when he's, uh, what's his name? Yondu. Yondu's floating down. And he goes, he may have been your... Uh, Oh, he may have been your father, boy, but he yeah, wasn't your, your daddy, daddy. Yeah. or something like that. Exactly that. <sighs> yeah, and then the music is swelling. Yeah, that's like that's, that's that emotional gut punch that I think the Suicide Squad was missing. But I yeah. also don't think the Suicide Squad is like the right movie. They for don't that. need it. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like it's it wasn't forced in there. Yeah, which I like, and that's why it was like neutrally the same across the board throughout yeah. the entire film. But it's also why I can't say, oh, that scene. That fucking scene when they no, there's none of that. Yeah, there's none of that. I mean, I'll look back and think of this the storming of the beach scene where they all just die one by one. I do think of the scene when they get to uh, Rick Flag and they find out that they're in a rebel camp. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "How did you sink past our men?" And he was just, um, um, "They're nope, 
no i we didn't we didn't see anybody anybody. (laughs) and then poking up man i turned them into my mom in my head and then i killed them (laughs) it's it's so good yeah so that's the that's the only scene that i think i laughed laughed at you know um (laughs) everything else was just also the good but uh, I want you to eat the biggest bag of dicks. If this entire beach were littered with dicks and I had to eat every single one in the name of justice, I would do it happily. <laughs> Why and would there be penises on the beach? <laughs> yeah. And uh, King Shark was just great the whole time. Uh, so, Stallone. Stallone, yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> nom nom. Oh my God. You know what scene broke my heart? The little like jellyfish things. Yeah. He was like, oh, new dumb friend. <laughs> and he was like having so much fun. And then the class broke and they just started eating him alive. Yeah. They like, rotated. and he was like, yeah. And he was like stressing out about it. And he was like screaming. I was like, l- like emotionally distraught <laughs> when that was happening. Like I, that fucked me up. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, so the next thing, uh, James Gunn wrote a... Was it Peacemaker or Peacekeeper? Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. He wrote a Peacekeeper show, and it's all been shot, and he directed three episodes of it, and it's coming out on HBO Max in January. So we're getting a, a show that... Did you see the end credit scene? Yes. Where he's in the hospital, and the, the two people are like, oh, this fucking guy has to save the world again. That's setting up the show. That's what that is. He's, uh, John Cena did a great job. He really did. <laughs> he played such an interesting douchebag. <laughs> right? He, yeah. He did a really good job, which... He he was, like, the everything that's wrong with, like, false patriotism these days. Yes. Like, he just absolutely... Performative patriotism. Performative patriotism to, like, a hilarious extent. It was, it was really good. Yeah, no, he... he I was surprised he's cast across from Idris Elba. Yeah. And there and he's there. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's, he's keeping like up. Matched him. Yeah. yeah. He's keeping up. And it's just wow. Like yeah. I'm surprised. Not not to shit on John Cena, but just I didn't know he was to that level of being able to be uh, not co but part of the primary cast of yeah, a like huge co star, yeah. Co star, yeah. And I'd say he was like second billing probably. Maybe Margot Robbie, but yeah, you know. So, did it bother you they kind of did a mini Harley Quinn movie or no? Eh, it it was my not. It was ugh, <laughs> it was the least interesting part of the movie for me. I, I like when she killed him. She was like, "Yeah, it's such a nice a, ni- a nice monster between your legs." <laughs> yeah, it's so sad I had to do that, but I made a promise. Yeah, I, I love a- that promise. If I notice any red flags in my boyfriends, I promise myself I would kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought that was good. Yeah, I I, I liked. I did like the fact that they it kind of fleshed out Harley Quinn. Yes, it, it really showed Harley better Quinn. than like Birds of Prey. Did you yeah. you saw Birds of Prey? Yes, which I thought was great, but yeah. like this movie was really like a great Harley Quinn movie. Like it showed her badass side of like when she was chained up and she was acting like she was like on the brink of passing out, and then she passes out. But she's like, nope, <laughs> I could choke you with my legs and lift you into the air. She, I'm she fine. did. A, she did a reverse triangle. Yeah, <laughs> it was a reverse triangle lock. Yeah, and then the I promised I would kill my boyfriends if they 
exhibited any red flags. And then immediately after that, like the shootout scene when she's just picturing like flowers and cartoon <laughs> birds flying around. Yes, exactly. That was a great like, okay, we get it. This is what Harley Quinn is really all about. This is how she is. Yeah, because yeah. in the Suicide Squad, she's just like, I'm the, I'm the the hottest Halloween costume of 2019 or 2018 or whatever. That's like all her character was is like, yes. Oh, let's make Harley Quinn hot. <laughs> that's make her wear a shirt that says daddy on it. Yeah. Um, that's what that was. And then birds of prey was, she was very quirky and she was like, ah, oh, I just broke up with my boyfriend and stuff like that. And this is like, here's what's going on in her head. Like yes. here's her psyche and here's what she's all about. So I did like that. I did like that. I, I did like, how they showed her, um, I don't know the word to use. Proud? No, I, I not skill or like abilities. Yeah. So like the Harley, when you say Harley Quinn, uh, I'm an old man. So I think of Harley Quinn, the cartoon character, uh, the Batman, the animated series. Yeah. Like dressed so up as a, with as the a red and black. Yep. Exactly. That's what I think of. Hey, Mr. J. Yeah. So yeah, I think of, yeah, but she was kind of, you know, not so much the Robin to to Joker yeah. being the Batman, but she would have entire arcs where she's causing mayhem herself and yep. she's the primary villain of the of that episode and she's mm-hmm. doing shit. Um and that's what I always thought of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is like a co-leader. Yeah. She's not just doing what what uh Joker says. She's yeah. doing her own thing. Because she's fully capable. Yeah. She had the giant mallet in the cartoon. So she yeah, was just exactly. whacking people with this giant hammer. And then, um, yeah, and then Suicide Squad came out. And I just, and that was my reaction. I just went, okay, so she's hot. Yep, the end. But what else? Okay. Nope. So she's quirky. The, the end. <laughs> she's quirky. <laughs> yeah. That's re- that's what it was. The first Suicide Squad positioned her as, oh, she's so quirky. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. She's so hot and quirky. Oh, yep. Harley Quinn. Uh, and and then they tried to sell it. I was just no, no. She's crazy. You see, look what she did with the Joker. Mm. Oh, aren't they crazy? And it's just yeah. She was never maniacally crazy like the, like Joker. That's not like she was never that like her like his level. Yeah, she's fucking crazy, but she's not that level of of like manically delusional. Yeah, exactly. In the cartoons and things like that, she was very like over the top, like eccentric, and like her. Uh, I can't think of the word, but she like her tormenting of Batman was very like performative. <laughs> and it was yeah, yeah. very showy. But like you said, Birds of Prey and now this, it kind of shows more of the the new DC Harley Quinn, which is the Harley Quinn that was Joker's girlfriend. And yeah. Did do what the Joker was doing and did learn all this like the like the torture scene and then she just fucking around the whole time yeah <laughs> it's just so because like the vibe i got when i watched that torture scene when it was oh they're torturing harley quinn my immediate thought was i want to see this because i'm so curious how they're going to depict harley fucking quinn being tortured because yeah. anything i could see here just enjoying it yeah it's almost like uh black widow being tortured and it's like no she's actually interrogating you type yeah, thing yeah. but this is the harley quinn version of it it's like she's just gonna act yeah, until yeah. She, she's she just chokes having, you with her legs yeah she's just having fun and doing her thing yeah because this isn't really 
bothering her. Speaking of the whole, like, she broke up with the Joker, things like that. I think uh, Birds of Prey was her very, like, uh, like breakup song movie. Like, it was her, like, getting over it and things like that. And there was... There were few separating that, from Joker and being exactly. her own character in the in the universe. Yep, and this is kind of a continuation of that, where she yeah. is separated. She has her own her own thing, um, and there are a couple little nods to that that I thought were really interesting. When the guy proposes to her, she says, "Are you joshing me?" Uh, instead of, are you joking? Because she doesn't even want to say like joker or joking or anything like that. I thought that was really interesting. And then there are a couple other things. Uh, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but that's the one that stuck out. And I said out loud, like, oh, she doesn't say joking. She says joshing because the joker, like joker, she's completely. Yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously the red flags thing is like, <laughs> if I ever meet someone who shows signs of the joker like yeah reminds me at all of the joker i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna him. kill them instantly <laughs> yeah which is that's that's one way to deal with it <laughs> yeah but no she was she was yeah i loved the scene when it showed all the flowers and the butterflies yeah and stuff like it that. was like gorgeous it was but like you said it kind of it, it aligned yeah. It aligned Harley Quinn yeah. for everybody, I think, now. Where, oh, that's that's how she perceives things. Exactly. That's yeah. this is we're in her we're, we're we're her now. Yeah. You know, we're her now. We we get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, know, we're kind of, we're experiencing experiencing this scene the way she did. Yes. Yeah. That scene, not that it had a direct uh cor- correlation to it, when Bane fucks up Batman. Yeah. And he's talking to Bruce the whole time. Yeah. He goes, oh, but we know the shadows, don't we, Bruce? You know, and and he's going through and he goes, oh, the darkness. Like, that whole, even afterwards, when Bruce, when they're in the pit and and Bruce Wayne's like, why didn't you just kill me? And he goes, oh, you welcome death. You don't fear it. (laughs) Like, death to you is, is, is too kind. Yeah. Like, like. I don't know about you, but I felt like Bane went from this, like, mysterious bad guy Mm. to... I now know exactly what Bane's thinking and why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. And everything he's doing and how calculated he is. And, oh, shit, I get him now. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got that with Harley in that scene. Yeah. That this. and combined oh, with, okay. you were here to rescue me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can go, go back, back in. inside. <laughs> that was so great. I can do that was it so again. sweet. Yeah. Uh, are, would you be excited for a sequel? Do you want more of this, The Suicide Squad? Oh, so uh, when you are say you, that, do you mean just another Suicide Squad movie or do you mean another James Gunn? Another suicide? James Gunn Suicide Squad, which I don't think we'll get because he's back to Marvel now. And I think that's the reason he was able to do The Suicide Squad. I think if I'm James Gunn, I'm going to make fucking money. <laughs> uh, and I, <laughs> I would make both. Are you excited I mean, for the, uh, the, the Peacekeeper show? I guess. Yeah. I'll watch it. I, I mean, it'd be fun. I could see well, more of that Well, here's the thing. Character. Peacekeeper was entertaining because of Peacekeeper and uh, Bloodsports mm. back and forth. So it'd be interesting to see him alone. Like, does he still carry that? Yes. Can he still carry it like that with his character? Yeah. Um, so that that's something. It's like a Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Where Hobbs really isn't a standalone character. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hobbs with Shaw. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, exactly. That works. That's hey, interesting, yeah. Hey, there's something there between the two of them. Yeah. That prison scene fucking clicks. Yeah. What is it about them? It's like, oh, they're just they're just really good at throwing snarks at each other. Yeah. It's like, that could work. That could work. We could do a whole fucking movie about these two. Yeah. Because exactly. that scene was so electric between the two of them. You do love your Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yes, I would be excited for another Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Um, 
Especially now, well, as especially now because they know the template of, oh, okay, we don't have to be the super serious. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be the super dark. We can kind of just go at this with our own vigor and our own vision for how we want to portray this. Yeah. We don't have to try to copy Marvel. Yeah. We don't have to try to be exactly like the MCU. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? MCU doesn't want to go to gore. Fuck it. If they went full gore. Yeah. Clear it. We'll go gore. Yeah. Fuck it. Just do it. It's, that's what I like. Yeah. Um, not Suicide Squad, but this brings up the Batman movie that's coming. I was literally just going to say the Ooh. opposite end of the spectrum is Ooh. let's see how serious fans want to get because... I think it's going to do well. I don't think there's going to be a single laugh in that movie. <laughs> no, I think that movie's going to be fucked. Yeah, that movie's going to be dark. It's going to be grim. It's going to be maybe hard to watch. But it has to be. It's Batman. Yeah. I, I you think, can't do anything else with Batman. I think, I genuinely think it's going to be fantastic. I Everything do too. I know about it so far, it's just like, mm, yep, this is the Batman I want. The Batmobile, the Batsuit. The the villains that they're choosing, the casting that they're doing for all the different roles, the director, the trailer set the tone so grim. Yeah, who's directing it again? Oh, shit. I forget. It's fine. Um, it's fine. He's done some good stuff. If you don't know the stuff yet, it's fine. But yeah. just, I'm super excited for that. But that That's the problem with DC. I feel like there's too many characters in DC that are like that. That are like too dark? It or? has to be dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't have a non-dark DC universe. Yep. Oh, uh, not the director, but I was remembering that um, someone was in it that I thought was really interesting. Andy Serkis is playing Alfred. Okay. Yeah. That's not what <laughs> uh, I expected. Director is Matt Reeves, uh, who did... He the, sounds familiar. Uh, Cloverfield and the Planet of the Apes uh, movies and Let Me In. So some like broody kind of dark spooky stuff i and like all good things i wonder if they're gonna do it they're gonna do a batman movie and they're gonna make it a horror movie i don't know about full horror but the they're having paul dano play the riddler uh you know paul dano right yeah paul dano playing the riddler and he's like the bad guy of it and he okay the trailer portrayed him as like a serial killer like it's, yeah yeah it's gonna be spooky that's what i mean it, like it, it would be cool if they do it as a horror movie yeah that would be such a that's something that's never been done going back to the music concept of like oh it's all been done before a batman horror movie well hold hasn't on been done i i think if 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 you translated that to music we'll close on this because now we're at an hour and a half this is a special extended edition <laughs> show uh uh batman horror movie is not original that is combining two things that have already been done. That's recycling. It's a Batman movie. It's a horror movie. Let's smash them together. There's never been a Batman horror movie. Let's make uh let's make uh thrash polka. That's a new genre, right? That's never been done. Thrash but it's two polka. Th- thrash polka. That's never been done. Uh spoilers, it has. <laughs> I was just saying. Uh but that's just two things that have been done combined with something like black sabbath back in the 70s that had never been done they invented a genre true and who knows if there's more genres to be invented um because we don't know about them yet because they haven't been invented okay (laughs) let's go invent one i'm i'm here for it i'm I'm here to try it i'm here for it cool 
All right. I'm glad we went long. It was uh, it was a good one. It was nice. Talking it was about needed. Suicide Squad. It, it was, was needed. It's a good movie. Fun talk. Yes. Agreed. Go see it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>